Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of JR Podcast. I thought you were going to say JR Tolkien. I could have. Lord of the Rings. I'm going to come up with a new name every time. I like that. It actually. is the Expanding Life Podcast, but it's with JR. So, <laughs> Expanding Life is EL. We call it the EL Fudge. EL Fudge. Okay. Cookies Podcast. It's great. Yeah. Fantastic. Okay, good. Jared's got his lion shirt on for everybody to see. That's right. Because that's how he lives his life. Like a lion. A lion. Ryan calls me a lioness, but. Well, just because you asked me to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we got to cut that part out. It's fantastic. Okay. We got to have a little more personality in this thing. That's true. We're just easing them in. Easing <laughs> them in. That's okay. That's true. That's a softball. I, I was, I, yeah, it was a softball. I, I've known Ryan for too long now to give him that easy. Yeah. Like a the problem is, is you don't even know when you're tossing softballs. Yeah, that's true. I don't. But uh, almost everything's a softball. Everything. Well, with you, everything's a softball. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. You're that. You're that good. You're that talented. Uh, I don't know about that. Just my mind is that of a 14 year old. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, though, we are excited to tackle a few topics today. But the big topic is direct sales and the future thereof, mm -hmm. right? Can people continue to push products in the way that they have done for 200 years in the United States? Yeah. And I think therein lies the longevity, at least in my opinion, of direct sales, are, is that people have been doing this for a very long time. Yeah, I think too... I feel, I feel like people sometimes miss the mark when it comes to this. It's like, oh, well, there's the, inter like the internet, the advent of the internet. If you looked at, like, news clippings from back when the internet came out, it was like, oh, either the internet's the worst thing in the world, it sucks, it's crap, or it's going to make all forms of human communication obsolete within five years. That was back in, like, the 90s. And I feel like there's typically this overreaction, like, especially with the advent of AI, all this other stuff that like, oh, it's going to be, it's going to replace like this new thing is going to replace this old thing. And so like, that's just not, it's just not true. Yeah. I feel like humans do a great job of over, overreacting to everything. And I feel like this is one of those things where it's like, well, you have phone sales now and you have such you know, predictive data and you have, you know, exactly who you're going to call and when they're going to be home and what, what background they are. They're, they're type, you, you know, why would you go door to door? And it's, I think people miss the, miss the point that door to door direct sales or even just sales in general at the very foundation and, and basis of it is human communication. Yeah. And I don't want to live in a world to where there isn't any human communication. I saw that movie. Uh, I've seen, seen the movie ready player one. You know, I haven't seen it. No. Anyway. So I, I I'm a sci-fi guy. I like it. Um, you read the book, Jared? Read the book. So I, I've read the book. I saw the movie though, but it's like they live in like these tall structures, and it's literally they're just on virtual reality all day. Mm. So people don't communicate, they don't talk. Anyway, the whole premise of the movie is eventually they break out of their AI stuff or their virtual reality stuff, and they have sounds like Matrix. Yeah, I guess it's kind of, yeah. There's some Matrix esque themes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're getting really deep, really fast. Yeah. By the way, um, but I think I think it's a good. It's a good good use to look at a principle or something by going to the extreme of it and seeing if it scales. Um, so I just think people miss the mark or miss the point when it comes to door-to-door -door, uh, or direct sales. 
it's like, is there going to be a need for people to buy something that maybe they're not currently thinking of buying or purchasing? And are there people that are go- going to be, um, that you can get a hold of them without getting them on the phone or through a text message? Of course. Like, yeah. yes, at least yep. for our lifetime and our, our par- our, uh, not our parents, but our kids and our grandkids' lifetime, like that is going to be the case. Uh, I also think too, people also miss the mark to where door-to-door direct sales, it's an amazing, amazing vehicle to get better, to improve. Yeah. I remember like when I first started door-to-door, I've knocked, I don't know, tens of thousands of doors probably. Um, I remember when I first started in door-to-door, I didn't really even think, and maybe this is, this is my story, maybe something's different. I honestly didn't really think about like all oh, the money I'm going to make. I actually more so thought of it from a perspective of how can I just get better and improve? Yeah. Cause I felt like I had so many shortcomings and I felt like I was so far from where I wanted to be. Yeah. And I felt like if I had a great mentor, a great coach, um, then I could improve. I soon learned then once I got into door to door, direct sales, like, wow, I could really improve my communication skills. And yep. I'm putting myself into an uncomfortable situation every day to where it's forcing me to improve. Yep. So yeah. anyway, I, that's I, at least my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, agreed for those of you who have had, um, the opportunity to see me talk about this. Um, I'm really bullish that direct sales happens to be one of the very few forums that still exists where you can really test what you're made of. You know, I, I see, um, you know, a lot of the, the generation now it's just that there's they're not tested you know i yeah. i grew up on a farm slash ranch in idaho and i learned <laughs> not by choice but by uh working with basically our family business how to learn a lot of really you know hard work and there's just there aren't those opportunities like there used to be and they're few and far between and i've always felt like Direct sales is one of those forums that can really teach you like real hard work, right? Mm-hmm. When when you have no hope at certain points that you're ever going to figure it out, that you continue to take steps in the dark. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, when learning that, that hope and that faith that like trusting the process that eventually you'll get there. Um, I just feel like there's so much of, of today's generation that don't ever learn that skill. Right. And, and I would also, you know, I've also talked, you know, extensively about if you're going to do anything significant, uh, from a career perspective, um, sales in general, uh, is such a good, you know, uh, this environment is such a good analogy for how life really occurs, which is in sales, everyone knows that you're going to go through the yeses or go, sorry, go through the nos to eventually arrive at the yeses. Right, and always we'll talk about it. it's like no, 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 no rejection, 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 rejection. Yes, it's true in sales, but it's true in anything significant career-wise. It's true in in climbing the corporate ladder, right? It's true in becoming an entrepreneur, right? It's it's true, and I always use these extreme examples in getting a record deal or shopping a movie. Mm-hmm. It's all about no, 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 no until yes. We hear all of these success stories of people like. Walt Disney or Jeff Bezos um, or Bill Gates, that they essentially, in a way, knock on a lot of doors until someone goes, yes, I will fund that business. I will fund that movie. Now, if you're going to go and just work dead-end job after dead-end job, then 
that's a completely different thing. But if we're going to do anything of, of, you know, significant, substantial, um, importance, right? It's all about learning that no, 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 no until yes. And, and that's the thing is I feel like one of the gifts that the direct salespeople that we've had a chance to work with over the years get is if they go and find themselves in another industry or they become that entrepreneur, they can go, you know what? This is just like my sales job. I just know that if I don't quit, that eventually I'll get the desired result. You know, another thing you touched on, which is also so crucial is communication skills. Like there's just no way around it. Mm -hmm. You get to see it, man. Like all walks of people from all walks of life, many of which at least initially are not happy to see you. And I love that you can take someone in that like irate, what are you doing on my property type of state and go, Hey, it's not really a big deal. So just had a couple questions. People live here. You guys, are the homeowners. And you can watch as you continue to keep that tone and, and that way and that aura about you and have people all of a sudden level with you and, and they can see that, hey, this might not be a bad thing. Like it's, it's just so awesome because I feel like when you can start to get to a point where you are not intimidated by social interactions, that you miss out on very little of life, mm-hmm. right? Most people are so gripped by fear in certain social situations that they never take the leap of faith, yeah. right? And that, I think this is something that direct sales really affords you. Yeah, you like something you, you touched on just barely is so true. It's, it's that human, like that's built at the foundation of people who do sales is that, is that competitive drive to get better. Yeah. Gary Vaynerchuk talks about this principle. And I think some people miss the point. He says, I love it when I lose. That's how he says it, right? Yeah. But that's essentially what you're saying. Yeah. Is when you have somebody and door to door, direct sales affords you this opportunity. Cause when else are you going to put yourself constantly in an uncomfortable position or situation? You're forced to not just once a day or twice a day, but literally like every other minute. Yeah. Putting yourself in a situation where you have no clue who's on the other side of that door. Yep. And so it's like, I have no idea what I'm walking into, but I'm going to build my character. I'm going to build myself to where no matter who's on the other side of the door, I am going to be able to face the challenge. Yeah. Right? But you know, what's even more amazing about that is, is those moments when you arrive mm-hmm. and what I mean by arrive, you have like complete confidence based on nothing <laughs> that you are going to be successful yeah. with that next door. Like, I, I think if you've been at it long enough, we've all had those experiences where when someone rejects you, you're at a, such a state of confidence, it almost doesn't compute. You're like, no, what, you, you, don't say, you don't say no to me. Like, that's just yeah. not what happens. It's, like you have, it's almost like it short circuits your brain. You get so confident with that. And I think those are just kind of cool moments that you can experience in your direct sales career. Yeah. And when yeah. somebody says, get the F off my door, you the door closes. And then all of a sudden you're thinking like, how can I get the next person to yeah. say yes? Yeah. And it's almost like this sick drive, this competitive fire. Yeah. I remember for me, when I started in direct sales, it required, it was such a freaking crucible to where I had to figure it out. It didn't matter if somebody said, get the F out of here. Somebody was just here. It became to where I, I almost felt like I went to this crazy place in my, in my head to where I'm like, 
I love it. Yeah. You reject me. I love it. Yeah. You take that energy yes. and you pour it yeah. positively into yeah. the next home. I remember being really motivated that if I had someone reject me, I go, I'm going to sell both their neighbors. And I remember one time <laughs> yes. specifically, this was in San Bernardino, California, sell both neighbors. And you know what I did? Knocked on the guy's door again. I go, hey man, everyone's doing it. Both of your neighbors already got it. So let's do this. Right. And just being so confident to go back to a bad rejection, yeah. you know? So I, I, I love that level of confidence that you can, you can eventually get through this type of experience. And if you allow it to, uh, it's something that can be transferred into other modalities in your life, yeah. you know, which I think is cool. Yeah. Um, one other thing that I wanted to talk about and just the power of direct sales, um, you know, I had the opportunity to manage a direct sales office right at the height of the like 2007, 2008, um, recession. And what's funny is whether I didn't pay really much attention to the news or not, but I went through that 2008 year and I actually had one of my best years ever. We were in Riverside, California, um, at a moment when the housing, uh, crisis was really impacting that specific region. And, and what's crazy is as, as a business, I, I never really felt the effects of it, yeah. you know, because even in, in, in bad recessions, which in, in that recession, you know, the experts said this is the worst recession since the Great Depression. And, and yeah, if I went back and I analyzed some of the doors that I knocked, yeah, I remember times when, when customers would go, hey, you know what, we'll probably not do anything because we're, we're, we're probably going to lose our home, right? Or we're probably going to file bankruptcy, or we're probably going to short sell. We're going to do something like that. But, but even in extreme circumstances like that, when you really look at it, recessions impact the minority of people. Mm. And yeah, maybe this home is a no, but the next 10 are potentials, mm. right? They, they can do it. They're in a fine position. They're employed just as they were before and everything's just fine. And so I, I love the industry. I love the direct sales approach because I think it makes you recession proof. Mm. Now, now one thing that I think oftentimes occurs is in recessions, blasting on the news, everyone stoking fear in people is consumer confidence goes down, right? There's a little bit of fear that grips on people. And so maybe they don't go to the stores or maybe they don't shop online at the same frequency, but just like we always have done in direct sales, we intend to show up and generate interest a lot of times in someone who showed up with no interest at all, mm -hmm. right? And that continues, direct sales continues to afford that opportunity. Yeah, people didn't wake up one day and go, you know what? I'm going to get solar today, right? But we're able to create a compelling story and, and uh, an opportunity for people to see this in, in a positive light, that yes, this could be a good product or service for their home and their family, right? And that's what I love about direct sales is I don't care what's happening out there. I know that right now there's, you know, who knows what's going to happen with the economy. But having lived through this before, I'm like, no one's in a better position than we are right now because our product will continue to help people um, whether it's good times or bad times in good times, it's easy to afford in bad times. You have to afford it because it will, it will take the load off of families and give them more financial freedom. So, um, I love it. I love that. Like, I, honestly, like with your, with that approach, which I a thousand percent agree, because you look at the news, you look at anywhere you get your news or whatever it might be. 
it doesn't matter. It could be 72 degrees and sunny, beautiful weather. No, no wind could be perfect. You will always be able to find something or someone to say that it's a negative. Yeah. Or to say, oh, this is not a good day to sell. Or we can't go and sell in this neighborhood. Like, that's, I, I could not agree more. That's why I love direct sales. Because it just, it turns you into an absolute machine that can go and produce in any circumstances. Yep. Right? And you can produce any sort of positive. You can generate any sort of positive thoughts. Right? I remember even for, for me in starting direct sales, when I went down to Arizona to start selling solar, um, I knew nothing about the market. I didn't really ask any questions. I didn't know the solar pitch. I literally drove down from Utah that, that morning. I drove straight to area in Arizona and started knocking doors, right? And just trying to figure it out. You know, I think sometimes so many people are like, well, I need to know the pitch. I need to make sure it's a good neighborhood. Or I don't know if this neighborhood's good or that neighborhood's good. It's like, listen, that is your own brain drama. Yeah. And it makes true. your job, what you're trying to accomplish, so much more difficult than as if you would just go out and do. Mm-hmm. And way too many people overthink it. Yep. Right? Yeah. Is this a good market? It's the is paralysis a- by analysis. Yes. Yeah. Is this a good yeah. market? Is this a good house? Is this the good target demographic? Is this that? Is that is this good? It's like you com- are completely missing the point that sure, you want to make a sale, but don't you also understand? That every no and every rejection you get makes you better, yeah. improves you. So I could actually make the case that it's better to go to a more difficult neighborhood. That is, it's better to go to a more difficult area because it's going to make you stronger. Yeah. Right. And so that when everybody's freaking out, everything's the sky is falling. This sucks. You're doing door to door. It's like you are still so cool, calm and collected. And how much does that benefit you in your personal life too? Oh, of course. Right. Yeah. Like, and so I think there are so many benefits to putting yourself into that crucible, to putting yourself into that difficult, hard, challenging position and being able to see how your brain can work through it and rise above it, right? Mm-hmm. You find yourself all of a sudden trying to come up with solutions. You have a challenge present you and you have nobody else that's going to bail you out. Nobody's going to go and knock the freaking door for you. Nobody's going to come and pitch it for you. Yep. You don't have a phone a friend, Right. It's like you are there, you get inside the house, you better freaking close it. Yeah. Nobody else is coming to save you. The customer is not going to feel bad for you and all of a sudden be like, you know what? I feel bad for you. Like I remember when I first started and I would just try to like nice people into closing. I'm like, oh, I'm a nice guy. Mm-hmm. And I got the shit beat out of me, right? <laughs> I'd get inside a house and people were like, I love it. This guy talks to me so much. And I and I just, I'd realize, like, oh, be, oh, you're such a good salesman. Yeah. You're such a good salesman. You know what? I wouldn't get the close. Yeah. And so what was my thought? As soon as they close the door, I'd be like, damn it. Like, I'm not a good salesman. Yeah. Because obviously I didn't get the sale. And so it's those types of experiences, those types of thoughts to where you can be brought really low, but it creates just such, because of that competitive drive that salespeople naturally have, it creates this inertia to where you're just like, I am going to overcome and freaking figure this out. Yeah. What? And yeah. that is that is one of the most powerful drivers in the human force. Yeah, yeah, and 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 for those who aspire for for leadership, and and I realize that no matter what title or position you have, all of us can choose to be leaders, yeah. right? That's a conversation for another day. But when you learn the types of skills that you're describing, right? When you go through those moments and those experiences, those character building uh, moments, like. That is such powerful wisdom that that now you have the ability 
to transfer over to somebody else, mm-hmm. you know? And if you're trying to live, you know, leave a legacy, like you having the ability to go and transfer, go, look, guys, I know what you're going through, but this is what the other side looks like, right? You can continue to beat that drum and inspire people. Um, I just, I, I just think that is such, like I said, an awesome legacy that you have the ability to leave um, with the people that you have stewardship over, right? And as you, as you continue to aspire to, you know, command more and more uh, hearts and minds of people, whether you're you're managing a market or eventually a region or who knows an entire company, um, those are just those are life lessons that people are not going to have access to if you are not the person who has lived it and then passes it on, mm. right? So there's there's more to it than just about you, hundred percent, right? Hundred percent, and. I think don't just think about, oh, well, how is this, how is this going to benefit me today? How is this going to benefit me in a week, in a month, two months? I mean, the stories we're talking about, they were years ago. For yes, me. of course. But yeah. how much of a powerful story and foundation it built for us. Yeah. Like, that is incredible. And I always tell people that when they're afraid, oh, well, Jared, I'm going to go start a new market. We're going to open up this new market but I'm nervous. I don't know about the market. I don't know about this, these neighborhoods. I don't know if we have this, that, and the other. And I said, stop, stop, just stop. You're approaching it from the, from the wrong headspace, or you're approaching it from a weak sta- inner stance. Yeah. Said instead, go, go into the, go into opening this new market, going into the unknown with more so the mindset that it's, how is this going to benefit you in the long run? What kind of story can you build now that is going to help give you leverage in the future with your people so that when they come to you and now you're a leader, you can say, you know what? I get it. I was there. I I totally get it. I remember not getting a paycheck. I remember being there in the new neighborhood. I remember not having all the assistance, having all the training, everything that was given to me. I totally get it because I was there. But you know what? I know you can overcome it because I've walked that path as well. And that is, I think that is so beautiful. I think that is so, so powerful. As once again, it then, at least you know, for me, I'm sure for you as well, your story becomes sacred to you. Yes. Right? Yep. And it becomes really the bedrock from which you build your foundation on. Yep. So don't just think of it from like, how is this going to benefit me today? How is this going to benefit me this week, this month, even this year? Think of it for how can I embrace the suck right yes. now that is going to help get, build me the most powerful, strong story that is going to make me bulletproof so that five years from now, 10 years from now, 15, 20 years from now, I can look back on that really difficult experience and can say, I'm so grateful. I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. Yeah. Yeah. I, I it's, uh, it, it makes me think of the time when we saw Wes Welker, if you know him, uh, Patriots slot receiver mm-hmm. when they were in the Super Bowl, And I believe it was against the Falcons when they were really down. Oh, yeah. 28, three, I think. or something. Yeah. And I, yeah. and it was like the sideline never lost hope, mm-hmm. which is why they pulled off the victory. But I remember they mic'd him up. And he was like, guys, it's going to be a great story. It's going to be a great story. It's going to be a great story, right? And, and when, when you get outside of yourself and the way you're describing is you go through this direct sales journey and, and you're looking at the future and this is going to be a great story. It's going to be something to pass on. I actually think that that can be a significant lift for you in those moments of frustration and difficulty because you're, you're playing a game for not just yourself, but for your posterity yeah. almost, right? Knowing that, hey, this is going to be some phenomenal life lessons that I'm going to be able to pass on. 
and and you're right like yeah our experiences are our probably most significant experiences were were years ago like mine was like a couple decades which was my very first year doing direct sales but I will never forget and I never have stopped talking about those moments right uh, early on you know a lot of times when we're when we get into this industry at a younger age our parents are still very involved with our lives Cody Schill talks about this all the time but for me too you know my my parents would call me and they would ask how I'm doing and I would lie <laughs> cuz it wasn't good I was not doing well oh how's it going oh it's so awesome I was you know, people have heard me share this before. I was dead last out of 27 reps in my office. And the thing about it is I didn't get it. I thought I was going to be God's gift to sales. That's just what I thought. It clearly wasn't true, and I really struggled. But when, uh, when you know, I just kept pushing. I kept working hard. I kept just trusting the process. And for better or worse, my learning curve was six weeks. Where some, it's six hours, you know. But, but being able to eventually arrive, I would never have traded it for a minute. Mm -hmm. Because while other people saw pretty quick success, I cherished the success once I had it. And I never squandered the opportunity. Because I'm like, I remember what the old days were like, and that sucked. So I will, now that I'm good, now that I've arrived, now that I've got it, I will take every moment and, and give the absolute most because I don't want to take anything for granted. You know, those are just... You know, examples like that. I also remember that when I shared a bank account with my mom, because once again, uh, I was like young. When you're from Idaho. Yeah, that's what you do. But all of a sudden, when it, when it did start to work and I did start to do well and I started to actually make good money, my mom called me uh, concerned about how I was make how would that money was, where that money was coming from. <laughs> it was almost like she didn't quite say it, but it was like, she thought I was like dealing drugs yeah. or something. Cause it was just like, I'm like, no mom, it's like, it's working. Like I'm, I'm doing awesome. And, uh, in those, those types of moments, man, I, like, I don't think we'll ever forget them for the rest of our lives. Cause yeah. they were just so impactful. When you, when you go into something with only hope, with no no guarantee that any of this is going to work. And then it does. Gosh, it's just such a powerful, uh, a powerful internal builder for what we are capable of. Totally. And I think like what you talked about, how going, like ha having the lows, right? That, that, that first six weeks, everybody's story looks a little bit different. And I remember when I first started, even for like the first year, I thought that like my story was just so unique. I just thought like there's nobody else's experience. <laughs> just you. Just me. Just you. Yeah, just me. But then I <laughs> I stuck at it obviously yeah. for years and I still had my ups and downs. Yeah. But looking back on it, I had gained so much from those first two years. And I now know that, hey, you know what? Everybody goes through very, very similar things if you stick at something, right? I don't know anybody's career or their success at something is perfectly, you know, up up and to the right. Yeah. Right. You're gonna have you're gonna have times where it can even be on a, on a micro level to where you have a really good door. You're like, I'm, I'm great at this. This is awesome. I'm the best. Next door. Yeah. Like the hell are you doing? Yes. On my doorstep. You know. Yeah. And so obviously, we, if we can step back a little bit, I remember for me too, I I start out ton of energy and I feel like got my ass kicked. It's like wow. Okay. I'm not nearly as good as I thought I was. Yeah. So it can be very humbling. I think that's why a lot of people quit. Yeah, of course. You are, 
I think door to door direct sales is such a powerful mirror. Yeah. There's nothing that's going to show you yourself more than obviously that face to face human connection interaction. And it shows it to you very, very quick. Yeah. So you have to show up being very prepared to be self-aware. Yeah. And so I remember hearing from Gary Vaynerchuk when I was, when I, when I started becoming obsessed with this, he talked about this principle being of self-awareness and I was like, Oh my gosh, it just dawned on me. I'm like, this is such a powerful, this is such a powerful gift. This is such a, a powerful thing that I'm going through because I'm learning where I'm weak at. I'm learning where my blind spots are at, where I need to be purposeful, mm -hmm. see myself as a product and how can I improve? How can I get better? And so I think once again, everybody's journey is a little bit different, right? Yeah. Might, maybe it's six weeks, maybe mm -hmm. for some people it's six years, right? It's true. Like yeah. maybe for some people it's six hours, six days. Um, but no matter what it is, if you stick and stay at something, and if you are sticking to basic, true, good principles, you don't give up, you are going to end up in a very similar place. Yes. Right. Yeah. T totally. Yeah. And, and, and maybe you're taking more detours than the other person, but you all can arrive at the same exact place. Sure. And that, and that's what I love it. You know, we, we talk about this in the new higher orientation that we have, um, you know, people that will walk into this and they wonder like, Oh, what's like the success rate? Like, can, can I make it? Can I not like how many people arrive? And I don't know how to like communicate this more clearly, but everyone I could shake everyone. Everyone can get it. Yeah. Everyone eventually can. Now that doesn't mean that you're going to have different, different learning curves, right? Like we've already discussed here, but everyone can eventually make it. And I wish you could somehow like transmit that faith into someone mm. that is, they're going through those. Cause I, we've all had those times. I remember, uh, week one, it was on a Thursday. So this, I'd been like four days into it. Asking myself a question, am I ever going to get it? Am I ever going to get this? Mm. Like, because where I am and where I think I need to be, that gap is like the Grand Canyon, you know? But we all battle those same emotions. Like, everyone freaking goes through it. So just keep the faith. Keep one foot in front of the other. Go through the motions. Walk, knock, talk. Just keep hitting doors and keep burning them because mm. you suck. <laughs> but keep burning them, right? Eventually, something good will come out of that. It always does, you know, and, and when you, when that life lesson clicks for you and, and you also learn that you can transfer that same life lesson into everything that you ever take on throughout your life, whether it be starting a business or learning guitar or finding your life partner, that same life lesson can be applied in all of those things, Right. And, and that's how, in my opinion, your life can really work for you. That as long as you don't quit, you always arrive. I think that's a perfect conclusion. That was great. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this topic. Honestly, I, I, we could talk about this for hours. Totally. It's fun one to talk it's about. A, it's such a fun one to talk about. Um, we asked everybody to send in some questions. We're going to answer a few questions here really quick, some Q&A. Awesome. We asked everyone at Encore to send us in some questions they'd like us to answer. We've got quite a few submissions. We're going to pick a couple uh, and roll with it. So the first question, what's your favorite Encore success story? Uh, this is a really, really good one. It's honestly hard to pick just one. There's so many fun ones. I man. know. 
There's a lot of. Maybe formats. we need to do like several segments of this. To, we, we need to. Yeah. We'll make this like a recurring. Whoever sent this in, props to you. This is a great question. Uh, the one that comes to mind for me is more of a recent success story. Uh, but a guy by the name of Daniel Gleason. Uh, I won't share his whole story because it's not really my story to tell. Uh, he has a really, really powerful background and story. Uh, and it's it's really fun and cool to see somebody who just has immense gratitude. Um, that, for me, is what always gravitates when I think of a question like this. Like, his favorite success story. Somebody just, like, is oozing that gratitude. And who just takes the opportunity, takes the bull by the horns, and just does all they can to just soak every ounce out of the opportunity as possible. Um, and Daniel is just an example to me of somebody given his background, his story, which is really powerful. It's really cool to see where he's come from, how he started in the Asheville market for us as a solar pro and how like he came through the, you know, the, the, the encore way, the encore machine and stuff. And really just really, uh, and, you know, he really latched on to Gunter, um, who was in, in Asheville at the time. And he really just adopted the Encore way. And he really just sunk his teeth into it. He jumped in with both feet. He did everything he could to have success in knocking doors, which I don't think he did door-to-door -door before. Yeah, right. Uh, that that I know of. Yeah. Um, and not only that, not only did he find and have success with knocking doors, going door-to-door, -door, but then all of a sudden I feel like he, he picked up this whole leadership ability and talent that he probably didn't even think he had before. So it's really cool. Now he's a junior regional manager uh, where he started as a solar pro for us, uh, yeah. worked his way through the ranks, team lead, eventually moving to a new market uh, and opening up a new market for us as a solar pro manager and has had a lot of success there. Where now we're doing in-house installs in that market, a whole office. Uh, now he's a junior regional manager where he's having influence over I mean, so many people, so many different offices. And like, I feel like it's, I feel like he's just starting. So it's yeah. like, that's, that's my, my pick. I love it. No, that's a, that's a great one. And that's a, that's a tough act to follow for, for me. Once again, there's so many, right. Yeah. But, uh, for me, it's, it's probably gotta be the queen Carla Van Ors, oh, yes. as we've, as we've called her historically. Um, and, and I think why it's probably more near and dear to my heart is I was there on her day one, just coincidentally. Right. Yeah. Um, I happened to be in Austin and, uh, and we took her through the, uh, you know, the, the, the presentation for all, you know, new candidates on what it looks like to be a solar pro at Encore Solar. Yeah. Right. Um, and, uh, it's, it's, it's not like you, you sat down with her and it was like, oh my gosh, she is going to be unbelievable. Like she was Super nice, super sweet person. Um, <clears throat> definitely answered all the questions the correct way. Was very committed to giving everything she could to the cause. But, you know, talk is cheap. It's one thing to say that you'll do it, and it's another thing to, to do it, right? Um, but she came roaring out of the gates as a solar pro. Um, and what's, what's fun, too, is, is her background. She was a school teacher. She's from farm girl from... What is it? It's either North or South Dakota. Yeah. Sorry, Carla. I can't remember which of the Dakotas it is. But uh, just a farm girl from there was a, was a school teacher, um, but really leaned in, you know, and obviously did exceptional as a solar pro and then moved her way into solar pro leadership as a solar pro manager over Austin, 
worked really closely with Dave Jones hand in hand. Um, but she, uh, I'll never forget that year where she basically led in every category, um, 415 pitch leads and 155 pitch closes still to this day, just an unbelievable performance. Um, and then continue to operate as a slurpro manager. And then, uh, and then she's been within the last year, um, started to cross train, um, on closing, um, and just started doing some self-gen closing. And then eventually, you know, got access to leads and did well. And now it's like, this is hot off the press, mm-hmm. but she's been, you know, extended, uh, the offer to be the area manager now of Austin. So just, it's so cool to see someone really dominate both sides of the aisle, whether as a pro or as a tech, um, and, and showing up with no sales background. I mean, school teacher and, uh, and has clearly thrived. And, uh, I think we are all very grateful for Carla's contribution to the organization. hundred percent. Absolutely. Uh, next question we have, uh, Grant Cardone, Jordan Belfort, or Jeremy Miner. If you had to pick one for being the best sales guru, who is it? Um, what's interesting, I, I I don't know if Jeremy Miner is as well known as as Jordan Belford and 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 Grant Cardone, but uh, I actually worked with Jeremy Miner mm. um, in my first direct sales position in home security years back. I only worked with him for one year. I was a brand new rep, and he was kind of a regional sales manager. But everybody knew that his biggest gift was just in his personal performance. Like he just, he would talk in a way and he would always do this like face scrunch and he would take low and slow to a whole nother level. It was like, hey, are you guys the homeowners here? How's it going? Like he was so disarming that and so good that no one saw him coming, mm. right? And so he would be able to, it was so funny, he would talk about his sales and he, and he said that people, it's almost like they felt sorry for him. Like they felt like he was so disarming that, that customers were taking advantage of him, but it was all part of the sales psychology game that he played. So I've always like followed his career and seen him do, I I feel like in our, in our space, especially for the pros, but when it's, when it's direct sales, his stuff really applies in what we do. Yeah. Right. And a lot of the principles that we share and we talk about here, um, within the walls of Encore, a lot of them uh, align with, with some of his philosophies. I mean, I love Jordan Belford as well. I think Jordan Belford's, a lot of his strategies really apply well to, um, to, to our closers, right. To our solar techs in home. Um, I feel like a lot of those principles are really sound. Uh, and, and so I, I like his too. I think, I think Grant stuff is fine. I think it a- applies probably the least of the three. But then he's got some really good uh, information out there as well. You know, his uh, his closers guide I think is exceptional. I think far too often we have one trick pony closers, and if the close doesn't work on the first time, they try it again. And if that doesn't work, then they try the same thing again, and they try to frame it a different way. But it's really the same close. Mm-hmm. And and having like the closer survival guide at least opens your mind to hey man, if I had a bag of closes. I can try different things yeah. and maybe I'll hook them. Maybe it might take my 10th one, but I've practiced and rehearsed all these and they're all useful. So, you know, in, in many ways, I think all are great, but if I were to rank them one, two, three, I would say Jeremy Miner one. And in, in, in the type of sale that we do, number two would be Jordan. And, and then last but definitely not least is, is Cardone stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm unfortunate, not as familiar with Jeremy Miner. 
I've seen probably a, a couple of clips of his. The clips I have seen have been really good. Yeah. Um, and really applicable. Yes. So you're, like you said. Yeah. Um, I'm probably most familiar with Grant Cardone. Um, and I've, I've read Way of the Wolf with Jordan Belfort. I would say for me, if I had to rank him, I'd probably say, once again, based on my experience, um, I'd probably say Jordan Belfort first, then Jeremy Miner, then Grant Cardone. Um, I, you know, some people will say, oh, Jordan Belfort, he was in prison, like, you know, what the, what the heck, you know, ethics. I think you can take any, you can take any strategy, any good information, any good sales tactic, and you could use it for either good or evil totally. bad purposes, Yes, you know? Uh, and so I think you have to take everything with a grain of salt, but I do think the way of the wolf is a really good book to give you a framework for how to frame your, your approach, your pitch. And there's a lot of things in there like that straight line, the straight line method yeah. is really, really powerful. It's awesome. And so I think for a lot of people, um, it could be a massive benefit to them by being able to supply that straight line method. And I think, you know, you know, props to props to the three of those guys. I think the principles that they have taught have made people a lot of money. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, Grant Cardone, Grant Cardone stuff has been a lot. I've read, I, pretty, I think pretty much every one of his books. Once again, very, very good. The principles in, in there are really good. Closer survival guys are really good. Be obsessed with be average 10 X. Yeah, um, obsessed. Yeah, yeah. I think some of those, like I remember reading, I remember reading 10 X and be, be obsessed with be average when I was man managing different uh, solar offices. Yeah. And I remember it really helped me. Yeah. So I remember for me, it was just like, uh, you know, you kind of have that, those small, that those small thoughts, that yes. small thinking. And I'd, re I'd read it and be like, wow, okay, you know what? I need to stop that. I need to start thinking way bigger. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I think that's actually Cardone's biggest gift. I agree. Is it's, is you read his stuff. It's, I feel like, a you know, seller be sold, obsessed, 10 X. I feel like they're all very similar themed really when it gets down to it. Right. But it's one of those that you can walk away from reading and go, man, I could, I could run through a wall right now. Yeah. You know, totally. I, I think that's what it really helps is like expanding your mind, asking different questions to get different answers. And, and uh, you know, well, if I were, if I were to 10X my results, if I were to be obsessed, if I were to chase down this crazy goal I want, what would be required? I think he helps you ask those big questions, right? Yeah. And help you expand your mind on what's actually possible. Definitely. Uh, guys, hopefully... You enjoyed the Q&A portion. This is something we're going to do every uh, every podcast episode. So thank you, Encore, for listening. Tune in next week. Send in your questions as well. What what do you have? What are, what are some of the burning questions you have you just want to have answered? Maybe it's personal. Maybe it's work-related. Maybe it's um, physical fitness, mental fitness. No matter what it is, send in the questions, and we'll see you next week. See everybody.